Sessions Audio presents the unabridged recording of Emerald Isle by Barbara and Nino, performed by Amy Rubinate. Prologue Amethyst, Illinois, 29 years ago. Bertie Garotti stood in the vast bedroom of her childhood home, staring at the pile of beautifully wrapped presents with just one thought on her mind. Today is the day. She could feel it in her blood, smell it on the wind. Even her sleep had been disrupted all through the night by the excited chatter of a thousand generations of ancestors gone before her, whispering in her dreams. She's coming. Bertie couldn't recall the last time she had tossed and turned so much in a single evening when the moon wasn't full. Perhaps before she had divorced Oscar. That man could wake the dead with his snores. Of course, that was no longer a problem, now that she slept alone and he was living across town. She glanced around the room, tucked a crimson lock of hair behind her ear, and wondered if the house was lonely with fewer bodies to fill it. But the decision about what to do with the Queen Anne home her father had built would have to wait. She had far more pressing matters at hand. Because today was the day she would become a grandmother, and the world would gain a gift. Bertie finished dressing, careful to wear jewel tones so as to ignite imagination and inspiration in the child. She had to make certain that the infant felt a spark straight from the womb. It was important her granddaughter bond with the family bloodline as soon as possible. The little one would need a mountain of strength to face the challenges before her, and Bertie intended to help her build it. She wanted the child to recognize who she was born to be, as soon as her little eyes gazed upon the world. No buttery yellow, sky blue, or bubblegum pink for her granddaughter. Certainly, soft pastels were quite soothing and necessary for other infants, but a witch who would one day be seeker mustn't be sheltered from the wonders or the cruelties of this world and beyond. Bertie smiled in spite of herself. She was practically giddy as she arranged the gifts into two large shopping bags. She couldn't wait for the council to accept the nomination of her granddaughter for Seeker. She knew it was only a matter of time, a mere formality. She knew it as sure as she knew her own name, and it was her task, as the mother of the mother of the only Seeker of Justice born in the New World, to protect the child at all costs. She had a slew of gifts left in the closet, some for future milestones, some rewards for lessons learned in training. These were not meant to be given until the child was much older. But the one gift Bertie longed to give, the one she hoped would come in due time, wasn't hers to present. No, that gift, that precious talisman, would come only in a way Bertie herself didn't quite comprehend. One day, the witch thought, one day it shall be yours, Anastasia. Bertie picked up the quaint little card she had bought for her granddaughter's arrival and ran her strong hands over the embossed letters. Anastasia, meaning resurrection. It was the name she would call the girl, one more suitable for the woman she would become than the name chosen by her parents. Bertie signed the card, stuffed it in an envelope, and slipped it inside one of the shopping bags perched on the bed. Just as she was about to rush to her sister's home, presents in tow, a light flashed, and the black mirror in her room chimed. 
and filled with silvery mist. Who would be bothering me now? She hesitated. Perhaps Lolly or Fiona? Do they need something for the baby's witchening? She decided she should check. She set the bags near the door, crossed to the walnut fireplace, and tapped the gold-framed scrying mirror that hung above it. As soon as that wretched Tallulah's taut face appeared, Bertie regretted answering the call. Bertie, darling, how lovely to see you. Tallulah's narrow head was wrapped in a turban with a teardrop diamond dangling from its crest. Every inch of her pale face was pinched tight and powdered. She looked to have been the victim of a poor plastic surgeon or a spell gone awry.